Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello and happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And for those in the L.A. area who would like to call in, the number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including those right here in the absolutely gorgeous, yet a little bit chilly San Francisco Bay Area, the guest call-in number is toll-free, 877-697-9725. Now, if you just want to call in and listen to the show, then that's great. Or if you would like to call in and you have a question, then just hit 1 and Producer Kaino will be logging on and finding out what it is that you'd like to ask and make sure I get the message. Also, if you would like to log into the chat room, you can go there, log in, and if you have a question, comment, or concern from that, then please feel free to post it, and Kaino will also, at that point, be able to get that question or comment or concern to me. If you want to hang out in the chat room, I will be logging into the chat room after the show. So, now that we've got all that stuff out of the way, today is really, you know, a very interesting day for me because some some things that have been coming up in in the teaching that I do and in the counseling that I do, there are certain themes that seem to be coming up. And whenever I have a theme that comes up repeatedly, I figure, you know what, that might be something that deserves exploration and that I would like to bring and share with all of you guys. There's a saying that essentially there's different ways of wording it, but that essentially states that while we cannot choose the actions of others, we can choose how we respond to those actions. So we're going to be looking at the power of choice. And whether, you know, no matter what perspective you're looking at, it could be, you know, a race, a nation, a community, or individuals. We have the ability to decide how we want to navigate, you know, the fairly tricky waters of living our lives and dealing with our relationships. And the idea of choice, like everything else, has light and shadow. And choice is one of those things that it's tremendously powerful, it's tremendously transformative, and it really is a gift. Now, that gift can sometimes come at a great price. And over the things that have been going on in the world, you know, over the last week, it is eminently clear that, one, we each have the ability to make a choice that we feel is right for us. And two, we don't all agree with the choice. We don't all agree. And, you know, we we shouldn't all agree on the choices because that would make life very boring. And there are certain things we can, we can all agree are bad ideas. Using violence to try to create change is a bad idea. And as I said, you know, certain things when they come up repeatedly, 
in working with people who, you know, I have a young woman who is in an abusive relationship that I'm working with. And shifting her focus from, well, I want to change what he does to I need to change my response to what he does in order for me to be able to find happiness and feel safe and feel secure in life and to feel like I can move forward. So often that place of choice is more about what it is that we have attached to the result of the choice and what are we willing to pay for for that choice. Now, in some cases, the price of choice is pretty darn minimal. Um, Paper or plastic? Would you like fries with that? Um, it, It really is, you know, when you try to break down how many times you actually make a choice, I'm sure most people would be surprised at how many choices they make in one given day. Am I going to lane change right now or am I going to wait? What is the possibility for my choice of lane changing? It's like, well, if I did not choose to look and make sure that the lane is clear, if someone else is there, that's going to be a certain price for my choice. If the lane is clear, there's no consequence, and I will move on and have a good day. So the idea that when we think about every time we have an option for something, you know, what am I going to have for lunch? Two, should I undergo a surgical procedure? Should I leave this relationship? Should I decide to pack up everything I have and move? There are people who just out of the blue decide, you know what, I need to go do this, and they sell all their possessions, and they follow a spiritual leader maybe, or they head off on a journey of self-discovery or decide they want to, you know, work their way across Europe and, and experience life. Those choices have, you know, varying degrees of, of intensity in our lives, each one has a consequence. Now, we are free to choose the things that we want to choose, but that doesn't mean, one, that there is no consequence for that choice. If someone says, well, I want to yell fire in a crowded theater, well, technically you can. There's nothing restricting you from doing it except for the fact that there will be a fairly serious consequence. Try to crack a joke in the line, the security line at the airport. Yeah, you are free to do that, but there's going to be a consequence. You may miss your plane. So as we look at the choices that we have and what is the relationship that those choices have with either moving us forward in life or holding us back in life, It's all about deciding what are the consequences I would like here and how can I tailor my choice to achieve the consequence I want. And in relationships, this is really a very tricky thing because you're dealing with somebody else who has the freedom to make choices. And the question is, are the choices that you guys like to make in alignment with moving you together? and, you know, moving you forward. Being a doctor means that I deal with people making healthcare choices pretty much all day. And what I provide is the best treatment that I know how to give. 
and the best advice that I know how to give. And if there's something I don't know, I research it and give that person the best information that I can. From there, they have a choice. If I recommend to someone, well, um, I suggest that you stay off your ankle for a while and rest your back and you'll feel better in a few weeks. And they look at me and say, well, that's not going to happen. I'm running a marathon, you know, day after tomorrow. I can't tell them, no, you're not. One, I can't legally tell them that. And two, as far as I'm concerned, I cannot morally tell them that. They are paying me to serve their health care needs. I am their employee, you know, from that perspective. And each person has to have autonomy to be able to choose. So if somebody says, well, I'm running a marathon day after tomorrow and I'm not going to rest, then it's a different conversation. It starts off with, okay, thank you for telling me because, you know, they could always just go and do it and then not tell me and then come to me tremendously hurt. At that point, it's like, okay, now that I know that that's going to be your choice, here's how we can minimize the problem that you will have with it. Because then it creates a whole other conversation where that person is empowered. They know that I'm supporting their choices. I'm supporting what they're doing. And I'm giving them the best way that figuring they're going to do this anyway, how they can minimize what it is that they're going to experience. I cannot control the choices of my patients. And frankly, I don't need that much authority in anybody's life. I give the best recommendation I have. I trust that the person is going to be honest with me about how they're going to work with that. And then we find common ground. Because really, in a lot of cases, when we're dealing with choice between people, it's about finding the common ground. I honestly believe that for most people, there is not a fundamental choice, you know, to be hurtful to somebody. You can be inconsiderate, you can be distracted, but for the majority of people, and I do know that there are those who fall outside that realm, and I believe in the fundamental good of humanity. So that means, as a part of that belief, I believe that for the most part, you know, I don't believe the person who cut me off intended to be hurtful to me. Oh, there's Dr. Eileen. You know, I, I think I'll go cut her off and ruin her morning or whatever. I believe that just like when I accidentally cut somebody off, it's like, okay, they were distracted. They weren't thinking about what they were doing. And they made a choice that, you know, for the vast majority of the time, not would. I am able to compensate for and go, you know what, I, I, I get this weird kind of a feeling when somebody, right before somebody changes lanes. So it's like, oh, I think that person needs to get a little bit of extra room. And sure enough, there they go swinging over. But it's not about, you know, that they were trying to do something hurtful. Their choice had a consequence. I was able to minimize that consequence by figuring, okay, they may choose to do this. There is a saying that I kind of grew up hearing from my parents. Hope or plan for the worst and then expect the best. Plan for, okay, in how many ways could this go wrong? Well, it could go wrong in these ways. 
all right, so if I take all of those into account, then I can go ahead, I'm ready, so no matter what happens, I'm set, and I'll just expect that it won't happen. Planning for the worst does not mean manifesting the worst. It just means that you're taking everything into consideration. So the idea that as you choose to be empowered, as you choose to take whatever it is into consideration you need to take into and move forward from there, that's pretty empowering to say, you know what, I've got this covered, I've got this covered, I've got this covered, all right. And while there's always variables that we can't control, by taking into consideration the one you can, that makes it a lot easier to move through life. It makes it a lot easier to move through a situation because if something does go awry, oh, okay, yeah, I, I've got the contingency plan for that. We've got the plan B. Always have the plan B. And the idea that choice, now, you may not be able to act out on a particular choice, or as I said, there may be consequences to that choice. But you do have the power of that choice. And that power can never be taken from you. It has to be surrendered. Each one of us has a fundamental right to be able to choose for ourselves. Even if you're, if you're a minor and it's like, okay, you're a teenager, you live with your parents, there's a certain amount of choice that you don't have legally. But that doesn't mean that in your heart you don't have the ability to go, you know what, I know what's my truth. I have to adapt it to deal with this other stuff. But I know my truth within myself. Even if the choice does not go to action, the fact that you are still clear on what your choice is. And if it can go into action, then you take it into action as much as you can. But the idea that whether it's a health issue, whether it's a, a work issue, whether it's a financial issue, whether it's, whether it's a relationship issue, it is important to understand that choice starts with you. If there is somebody who is telling you you don't have choice, honestly, they're not telling you the truth. There are varying degrees of how much you can apply your choice, but you always have choice. And the important thing is to know that choice within yourself. Now, on November 12th and November 13th were two days that acted to change the perspective of the world. And for those who were affected by the bombings, the ones on the 12th in Beirut and the ones on the 13th in Paris, you know, my heart and my prayers go out to each and every person involved in that. And, you know, I just pray that balance be restored and that those who need the comforting be comforted. Now, it was interesting because what happened in Beirut received very little news. And then what happened in Paris the day afterwards received huge news. And I had been reading different articles about it. And in the articles, basically, pretty much the statement was that because there was already, you know, so much violence in, in Lebanon, that it was not viewed as something that was as out of the ordinary. And 
that made me really think. It's like, okay, do I choose to say, well, because this has been going on and because it's consistent, I will not be moved by it? And the answer to that question is, no, I will not choose that. And, you know, what happened in Paris, because it was not something that they were accustomed to, you know, it had much more impact. But in both cases, you know, there was such an intensity of, of you know, the emotions and of the feelings and, you know, the confusion and the pain and, and all of that. It, there's a point where we almost feel like we lose choice when there's so much going on. And there was a man who, during the Beirut bombings, and he was a mechanic, and his name was Adele, and father of two, I believe he was in his 30s, and he survived the first explosion. And then he saw the second bomber heading into a mosque that had about 200 people in it. And he jumped on the guy, and he fought him, and he prevented him from going into that mosque. And there was a point when the bomber set off the bomb, killing both of them. And when I read about that, it was like, wow, talk about the power of choice. The power that says you are not going to wreak the havoc that you intended. And I am going to stop you. And it's okay that, I'm, that I pay a price. I'm willing to pay the price for doing this. And to see stories like that, stories of people who immediately started helping others, stories of people who came together, stories of people who comforted the grieving, those are the stories that make you realize that those who would put forward hate and fear are never, ever, ever going to win. They're not. Because for each hard and hateful action of one person, you see a whole group of people, hundreds of people get together and say, you know what, we're going to take care of the people here. We're going to, you know, be a part of the solution. It's not about going after revenge. It's not about this. It's a, okay, you know, we deal with that later. Right now we need to take care of the sick and the wounded. Strangers going up and helping people. And one man making a choice and using the power of choice to save hundreds of lives. There's light and shadow in everything. And when we have a moment that we can think about all of the choices we make, whether that choice is is self-serving and, and maybe kind of on the, you know, irritated side, no, I'm not going to let that person in. You know, I am going to say that the person in the 15 item or less lane has 20 items. Because really, I think pretty much, if you see somebody with a whole bunch of stuff, you almost can't help but count it. You know, you're just standing there going, it's like, wait a dang minute, it's 15 or less. But you can still choose to go, well, you know, maybe they just didn't realize they had as much. 
Maybe, you know, they've got someone waiting out in the car. So we can make that choice of compassion. We can make that choice of being a part of a solution. And sometimes it's not an easy choice because sometimes, you know, maybe there are those around you who don't want that. Some people really, you know, like the agitation. Some people really are very comfortable with, you know, stress. I was speaking to someone uh, earlier today, and they're going through a really hard time, and, and it's been a long process. And she said she decided to say that when people ask her, oh, how you doing, that she just says, you know, it's hard, but each day I'm getting better. And each day I'm feeling stronger. And it occurred to her to say that. And not just, you know, say it as, oh, well, yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. But for her to choose, to use that wording and make it sort of a mantra for herself, that every time somebody asked her how she was doing, she always said, I'm doing better and I'm feeling stronger. And she said an amazing thing happened that she started to actually feel better. She started to feel stronger. Every time she said it, it became her truth. And it was a truth that she chose. She could have chosen to, you know, oh, it's horrible, it's terrible, and all of that. But she chose something different. She chose to embrace the fact that she was getting better that each day was a little bit easier, that she was feeling stronger. And by simply making a choice to emphasize the blessings that she has, she actually was changing the entire paradigm of her situation. Because often a a situation is either as good or as bad as we feel it is. And what we want to believe about it is really the reality that it becomes. And, you know, I've used this example before that, you know, let's say you have a, you know, a party you don't want to go to and you're dreading it all week. And it's like, oh, God, I got to go. Because we all have those things that it's like, okay, I don't want to go, but I'm going to go. And so the day of the party, it's like, oh, fine, let's get this over with. The person who's giving you a ride calls you up, says, you know what, my battery died. I'm not going to be able to pick you up. You know, you're not going to be able to go. And on the outside, it's like, oh, gee, sorry about your car. Well, maybe next time you hang up the phone, it's like, yes. And the rest of your night is suddenly that much nicer. Exact same scenario, except for the fact you're invited to a party that you want to go to. You've been looking forward to it all week. You've been waiting for it to happen. And your ride calls you up and says, oh, you know what, my battery died, I'm not going to be able to pick you up, and you're not going to be able to go to the party. You have the exact same scenario with the only difference being what your attachment to it was. Now suddenly your whole evening is ruined. Where if it was something you didn't want, it would have been great. So how we choose to respond to what it is that we're dealing with has a lot to do with what is our attachment. We choose based on our attachment. Well, I'm going to choose vanilla instead of chocolate 
because I really like vanilla. Or I'm going to choose the, you know, great big gooey sticky fudgy thing, even though I know I'm not supposed to have a lot of sugar, I'm going to choose it anyway because that is what my attachment is. And, yes, you will pay for that later. But the idea is that in the moment we choose based on our attachments. So it's in studying what is your attachment, even as you're moving, you know, you're heading to work, and maybe you're driving a little faster than you should, I'm choosing to drive faster because my attachment is to get to work. As opposed to, well, if I'm worrying about being late, I'm probably already going to be late anyway. So I may as well just drive and listen to the music and I'll deal with the consequences of choosing not to speed when I get to work. And it will be, well, you're late. Well, I'm sorry, but... I didn't want to speed. <laughs> so look at the choices that you make in your life. First, realize how many you make. Second, take a look at what is your attachment. It could be minimal. It could be major. And consider how important it is that you be able to choose. Embrace your ability to choose. And then choose based on what you really feel is right for you, whether somebody else agrees with it, disagrees with it, whatever their issue, that belongs to them. You can choose what it is that your life path is going to be. And connecting with people who support that, connecting with people who are going to be able to encourage that and help you grow is a really good thing. I don't have to agree with your choices. Nobody has to agree with your choices. Now, they may make it very clear that they don't agree with your choices and there will be consequences to whatever choice you make. But understanding the consequences, if you choose to do it anyway, you know, if it's right for you, I love it for you. That was something my mom used to always say. If it's right for you, I love it for you. It doesn't mean that it's right for me. Choosing what you want to attach to, choosing what it is you want to put out into the world, choosing your level of wellness and what is your commitment to it. All of these things are within your power. And one of the things that I think we forget more than almost anything else is just how powerful we are, just how amazing we are. To think that we are the absolute pinnacle of humanity up to this point. We are the top of the evolutionary scale up to this point. And also, each one of us is unique in the universe. You're the only you that there is anywhere. So take care of that only you. Allow yourself to embrace choices that bring you joy, that move you forward that allow you to be able to be the authentic you. And who knows, it may be the best choice you ever make. And whatever the consequences, sometimes that's the most important thing. So go out and choose something. It doesn't matter what you choose. Just choose what's right for you based on what you know and what you feel and what you believe. If it's a medical issue, 
choose your right to be autonomous. No doctor has the right to tell you what you have to do. They are offering their best knowledge. And the rest is up to you. And while there's a lot of responsibility and choice, there's a whole lot of payoff. So go out, choose well, choose wisely, choose what's right for you. And I think that you'll find the world becomes a lot more interesting. So I want to thank you for joining me again. I will be back next week. I will be logging into the chat room after the show and answering any questions, comments, or concerns. And if you want to learn more about me, you can visit me at my website at www.the-healing-house.com. You can also like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. So until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessing. I wish you choice, the choice that's right for you. And I wish you those around you who will support your choice. And even if they aren't there, I wish you a heart that has the commitment to know the choices that are right for you. And once again, for any who were affected by these these events recently, my prayers and blessings are out to you. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care.